Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a video and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Today, I have with me a celebrated accountant, if I may use that term, who has consistently been voted amongst the 100 most influential people in accounting in USA from 2017 to 2019. Hitendru R. Patel, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Ashutosh. Uh, so glad to be here. Thanks for the opportunity. Thank you. Uh, Hitendra is currently in New York and is talking to us from the US. Uh, he's also the director of Customer Success at Accountants World. And uh, he's the author of a book. And let me hope I can get this word right. Uh, Accountaneur, the Unentrepreneurial Accountant. Uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about his book as well. So Hitendra, tell me, what would you say are three key milestones in your life or career? Other than birth, uh, there's the, the first graduation, and that uh, kind of seemed like so far away. And you go to school, and uh, you're kind of dragging yourself to school in the early childhood days, and they say, okay. You do your 10th grade at that time and say, okay, you're done. Okay, now you got to go to college. So it took a long, long years to come. Uh, but that was really a proud moment for me. I felt uh, there was a goal in life and you achieved that. Uh, that was uh, definitely uh, the first one. Okay. And the next one, uh, I would say, uh, when uh, I headed the uh, depository in the country, so that was uh, another uh, one that we, I had in the business development and operations both. And uh, in the financial world, uh, it was uh, the first real 100% technology driven kind of, uh, uh, you know, endeavor in the country. And I said, okay, I'm going to be the first employee of that uh, company right from setting up. So that was uh, definitely a key milestone. And then uh, when I moved out of uh, the country, to lead uh, another uh, global uh, business process outsourcing company. Mm -hmm. And that kind of felt, oh, uh, now my whole spectrum has changed. You know, uh, Incidentally, my outsourcing uh, tenure started with a client uh, whose company name was uh, Spectrum. <laughs> Very interesting. So let's talk a little bit about now Accountants World. Mm -hmm. uh, you're a director of customer success at Accountants World. Tell me about this venture. What exactly do you do? Okay, Accountants World, uh, as the name possibly suggests, is a company that provides technology solutions only to accountants. Mm -hmm. yeah. Typically, in the accounting profession worldwide, a company can go and buy an accounting software and do its own accounting. Mm -hmm. And here, at least in the US, and I know for sure in Europe and even Australia, mm -hmm. uh, the accountants do professional accounting work for the company, the small businesses. Most of the times, it's compliance-oriented. But uh, because businesses can also buy accounting software, Mm -hmm. And obviously, technology companies prefer to sell to uh, directly to businesses because the numbers can be millions and millions of businesses. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the professional accounting kind of gets toned down, you know, or dumbed down to make it as if you know you enter something on the screen and the accounting is already done. Mm -hmm. But uh, as a company, uh, the founders of this company decided that we are going to be dedicated uh, to only professional accountancy. In turn, they can give access to their clients and all that stuff. But so we uh, create uh, 
100% cloud solutions or uh, for accountants, accounting uh, power mm-hmm. is our accounting solution and uh, payroll relief is our payroll solution. Payroll can be pretty complex, uh, especially in the United States, with every state having its own uh, you know, payroll taxes and things like that. So those around those two core solutions, we have other five more solutions. So it's a complete suite of solutions. And that is uh, what we sell to accountants. Mm-hmm. And in my role, uh, it's all my job, 100% focused on how do accountants become successful in uh, using our solution and hence enhancing their practices, because this is a professional uh, industry-grade solution that they will use and they need to use it in a particular way to get the most out of it. Very interesting. So, you know, uh, as I was reading about you, you you make a comment which says that an accountant must be an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Uh, when typically an accountant is supposed to be controlling an entrepreneur because an entrepreneur, you know, goes uh, wow. and takes lots of risks and an accountant is supposed to be the, the goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. Tell me about why you believe an accountant should be an entrepreneur. Uh, you know, uh, interestingly, uh, it's called accounting practices, you know, just like how doctors practice. Mm-hmm. And I never understood what is a practice. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, if as a doctor, you're practicing on me, I don't know what will happen to me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Accountants typically are uh, you know, known as compliance agents. You know, if you ask, you know, general public, uh, what do you, uh, you know, think when you hear the word accountant? Mm-hmm. And they'll say taxes, balance sheet. So it's kind of labeled. Mm-hmm. And from that angle, obviously, the accountant has to know the tax laws, the compliance rules and all that stuff. So make sure everything is, you know, as per the law. Okay. But that is just a post facto after the fact uh, kind of arrangement of records, financial records, make sure it's all compliant. How does how do those numbers come up in the first place? Why are the numbers what they are? Why is uh, you know sales going down, or why is uh, profit not as much as industry peers? So unless you look at it from a business owner's point of view, it's hard for an accountant to really understand you know what were the business decisions that uh, the, the business owner took or did not make those decisions. And that's why the the numbers are what they are. And unless uh, you have that entrepreneurial mind as an accountant, you'll not be be able to really service that uh, client very well. You can, of course, produce balance sheet, produce tax returns, but that has uh, minimal value for any entrepreneur. So which means as an accounting practice owner, you got to start thinking like an entrepreneur. That accounting is your business. And if you're managing it as a business, how are you going to apply the same insight, same domain expertise, same wisdom to your clients' business? And that's why I say account- accountants must be entrepreneurs in the first place. And that's how co- I coined the term accountant-tenure. Okay, well said. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, moving on, the role of an accountant changes mm-hmm. when... You start off with a startup, and mm-hmm. as the startup raises money and becomes, uh, a, you know, a much larger venture mm-hmm. with maybe institutionalized processes, the role starts to change. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on how an accountant needs to train or retrain themselves mm-hmm. with uh, increasing challenges of uh, a larger business? Good question, uh, Ashutosh. Uh, and uh, given that uh, every business goes through a startup phase, 
And initially, uh, if you look at, you know, as an accountant, what an accountant will do in the initial startup, it's only managing or looking at the expenses because the incomes are very less. And the only thing that happens is you have projections uh, about what will happen uh, if you, you know, get so many customers and things like that. But the moment you start getting uh, customers and a number of transactions increases, record keeping increases, so you can get lost in an avalanche of data. You know, it, it, it increases exponentially as the startup grows. And the tendency can easily become that, okay, let me get the data right. Let me get the numbers right. That's, that's not the focus that will really drive uh, a startup to the next growth phase. Because as I said uh, just a few minutes ago, the business decisions that a business owner makes or does not make, and if those are because you don't have the right insights from accounting, then uh, you're likely to make uh, you know, difficult uh, or different decisions that may not be uh, in the interest of the business. So as an accountant, you have uh, access to a gold mine of data and you have the closest access. Okay. What you can see, uh, the business owner sitting maybe you know, a few hundred feet above, you know, looking at everything may not see. And that's where these, uh, you know, uh, the inputs from accounting can go into business decision uh, making. And so I always believed, you know, the company's chief accountant uh, should technically have a position on, as a board advisor not just an accountant. Okay. Well said. So, you know, in a lot of my uh, interviews, I ask several people, what is the, what are the core values a CEO mm -hmm. should have? So my question to you is different. What are the core values a CFO should have? I think the most important thing for a CFO is the mindset of connecting the dots. Mm -hmm. And I keep repeating this, that the numbers come to be because of certain human actions mm -hmm. or inactions. And CFO's role is not just managing the traditional finance function, but to ensure that the finance is available at the right time to the right project. Okay, it's not just cash flow arrangement. You know, typically CFO means cash flow management. This is how people perceive it. So for a CFO, the purpose of the business the CFO must understand. CFO's purpose in that role is not to manage financial function only. Mm -hmm. It's about how the financial function becomes a strength for, for the business itself. Mm -hmm. okay. So purpose of the business, two, connecting the dots. And three, uh, making sure somehow you manage to resist temptations to take, uh, take those business bets that can be extremely risky mm -hmm. for the business. It, it might sound tempting. Uh, it might sound logically correct, but you need to be able to see two years down the line. If I'm making a, you know, a balance sheet or I'm looking at a financial statement of a company uh, two years down the line, will this decision that now I'm supporting or taking uh, make the company or break the company. So you've got to have that long-term uh, vision on as a CFO. Yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Let's now talk of technology. You know, technology has come into accounting in a very, very big way. Mm -hmm. And I'm not just talking of technology from the perspective of using computers, etc. But I'm talking of artificial intelligence, machine learning, blockchain. Mm -hmm. You know, their whole challenge of cybersecurity are coming in. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on how should this new technology be adapted by accountants 
and how should people retrain themselves? Yeah, this has been a, a massive question in the industry for the last at least two, three years, uh, pretty predominantly. Uh, you know, for example, one of the top four uh, accounting firms in the whole world identified that 37% of their audit revenue will go away because technology will be able to do it. And you're talking in terms of billions only for one firm. So imagine the impact on the whole profession. Uh, what has happened over a period of last, let's say, 20 years or so is accountants' knowledge of the rules that apply to accounting mm -hmm. have been uh, consistently, gradually getting coded into the software itself, which means what accountants knew and what businesses use accountants' knowledge for is now available in the software to a large extent. Mm -hmm. Anything repetitive, well-defined, technology can do it. And that is what has happened over the past 20 years or so in the accounting profession. So now comes your machine learning, your artificial intelligence associated with it. For example, uh, uh, how do you uh, code invoice or a bill to a correct chart of account code? And that was a decision that accountants would make based on experience. But now there's so much knowledge in the software a scanned invoice can get converted into an OCR data. Uh, the machine can learn what data that data is and artificial intelligence can make out what that transaction should be. And it goes up to 98% accuracy levels. And you just review and you know, uh, kind of record if at all. And the moment you record, the machine is already learning that you've been recording these transactions like this. So this should be the next coding and you know, automatic. Mm -hmm. So it is self-enriching artificial intelligence, uh, which is taking away the, the handwork, you know, uh, meaning data, uh, managing the data, looking at the data. Those things are going away slowly, but surely, and to a large extent in many repetitive processes. So what does an accountant do in that case? If, if one defines accountant's job as entering, uh, organizing, and making sense of accounting data, that entering and organizing has gone away, really. So you, only one thing is left is making sense of that accounting data, which means every accountant per se has to, again, you know, think like an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Because if you think like only an accountant, you'll be lost as to why these numbers are coming to be. And your value will uh, diminish because data can be managed by the computers themselves. So as an accountant, you've got to rise above the base levels and start looking at uh, making those business decisions. You know, you, you like sit in your desk every day and literally think like, oh, I, if I'm the business owner, I would do this now. You know, I, I would not do that now. Mm -hmm. Right at the, you know, mid-level accountants, you know, who have some uh, years of experience. Mm -hmm. When you get into, you know, fresh uh, accountant, getting into the industry, you got to still, you know, uh, get your feet, uh, feet wet, uh, so as to say, you know, to know the profession. But other than that, uh, you got to be, you know, literally like a mini entrepreneur within a company. Correct. And probably also, you know, retrain yourself to a much higher level of uh, accounting CFO skills to be able to stay out of the job, isn't it? Absolutely. And plus, uh, you also need to really learn what the heck are these technologies. In a blockchain, for example, you know, I did a lot of research in blockchain for three, four years, and especially from the angle how that can apply uh, to uh, the accounting profession. And one of the key things that uh, it addresses is accounting uh, is a business that is black and white, literally, meaning... Uh, you take your uh, the invoice that is uh, sent to you by the vendor and you look at things, you check whether the, the goods are received. 
So the trust is in yourself, not in the external world. Right? Blockchain can reduce that dependence uh, of doing it everything yourself to generate that trust because blockchain basically is a trust engine. Mm-hmm. You know, so as long as uh, you know things are connected, uh, the vendors, the inventory department, and everybody is confirming on on black blockchain correctly. I know you have the trust inbuilt into the whole workflows of your company, you know, and that can reduce a tremendous amount of work, which also is a challenge for accountants now, because what will they do in that case? Mm-hmm. So you got to know, you know, what these technologies are. You don't need to be a technologist, but you got to be aware as to how to use the technology. It's like thermometer, you know, you don't need to know how much mercury is inside. You just need to know how to use it. <laughs> I'm not talking of my own experience. I also, you know, did an MBA in finance and was financial controller several units of India ITC and I remember my first ever posting when I was 22 years old was to a hotel with I spent three nights trying to reconcile the trial balance because there was a difference of one rupee and I was getting uh, I kept saying take that one rupee from me but obviously that couldn't happen right my question to you is that this is the age of millennials mm-hmm. you know very young people mm-hmm. who are now coming into the profession mm-hmm. or into the practice as you say it Mm-hmm. How are the younger people like the millennials beginning to change the world of accounting? I think the, the initial big difference is uh, they trust uh, the technology far more mm-hmm. than the previous uh, generation because they're born and growing uh, with technology. The consumption of information is uh, self-driven. Mm-hmm. They don't depend on a phone call to an accountant, for example, to know what is happening. They want to see it themselves. So they need access to information. They need it on their mobile devices. They need those apps. And they want to see everything uh, themselves. So basically, uh, uh, another change that has happened is with the availability of Google and information at your fingertips also changes a lot of things because people think they can find anything on Google. Mm-hmm. It's only when they get confused about, oh, there are multiple correct answers to something that they're searching and that's when they need an experienced person, right? So... Uh, that uh, is changing the way traditional accounting firms have been working. Mm-hmm. In the US, you know, as uh, the accountants world, we deal only with accountants. So I speak with accountants day in, day out. All types of firms, the biggest of the firms, the smallest of the firms, solo entrepreneurs, you know, part-time accountants, and all of them. And uh, many accounting firms are old, uh, 20, 30 years in business and desktop softwares. And for them to move to the cloud, going to you know, self-service portals, mobile apps, is uh, quite a challenge. Uh, of course, people are doing it. But the point is, if the new generation of uh, customers of accounting firms are not able to interact with their own accounting data on their own anytime they want, you're going to lose customers. Okay. You know, They'll just go to somewhere else where they can find that. In fact, I'm being told by many accounting firms, okay, so I ask the typical question, oh, you've been on desktop for 15 years, so what changed that you looked for a cloud accounting software, for example? And among many other things, efficiencies is that they'll somehow suddenly come up with, you know, you know, the newer generation of my clients' businesses, they are taking over. So I know my client for 30 years, his son is now taking over. Mm -hmm. And now that pushes you as a firm to make sure you're in the cloud, you're in their hands, literally. That's it. So, Hidden, I'm going to move to a few questions for you personally. Mm-hmm. You know, successful profession, achieved a lot in life, author of a book, 
what does success mean to hitendra i think i keep noticing myself when do i get a little dejected by the outcome of what i'm doing and when do i feel really excited about something not when doing things but when that is over and i kept repeatedly you know consciously uh, looking for it and ultimately success is as they say you know uh, is doing something that makes you happy uh, i used to read uh, you know if you recall readers digest mm-hmm. and uh, readers digest have this little you know uh, snippets yeah. and one of the snippet series was uh, who is a successful person and i still remember some of those like uh, a successful person is the one who has the maximum information mm-hmm. and now that doesn't apply because google has the maximum information right <laughs> so it is not a person uh, but when i see that based on whatever uh, experience i've gained knowledge i've gained mm-hmm. and if i apply that to a situation for somebody and uh, that advice that insight uh, creates a positive impact on that person's life and business that makes me feel successful okay. and somebody told me a long long ago that if you make sufficiently enough number of people successful you will be automatically successful so somehow you know that cycles in my mind all the time very interesting my next question a logical question after success is that where do you draw your inspiration from ah uh, there are many many uh, things that i uh, get inspired uh, by and with uh, first and foremost is uh, my wife uh, she's like a staunch fierce competitor in her mind and if she somehow sees me either confused or not you know under an avalanche of data information not able to you know you can do it i know you'll find your way mm-hmm. and that one or two words uh, once in a while kind of push you towards uh, you know getting what you uh, want to achieve so mm-hmm. definitely that's one okay. two the biggest inspiration for me comes from observing human behavior i've been a keen student of human behavior sciences even when i was doing my post graduation other than my correct you know subject line that i took that time i would go to the library and you know read as much as possible on psychology and things like that mm-hmm. and uh, i always had that uh, immense curiosity even now i have this curiosity as to why do people do what they do so their belief systems their experiences that create the filters uh, their open or closed mind that allows them to experiment or not experiment and things like that so my inspiration comes literally from observing uh, other human beings and trying to find trends as to oh this is what is i'm not trying to categorize people into two different buckets but generally if i know that people generally take these decisions under these circumstances i'm able to guide them in a way that they feel they found the answers to their solution that their problems you know so that gives me a unbelievable inspiration wonderful and i now come to my last question for you and you know you're you're a senior accountant you've done you train people you speak at conferences what would your advice be to a young individual starting out on their accountant journey um if you're starting out it's actually easier for you to get into the right habit okay the biggest thing is it's not the result of your process like a balance sheet or a financial report or a tax return that's just the means to getting somewhere mm. so if you can find 
whatever outcome you deliver to your client and what does the client do with it try and figure that out because typical business owner that receives a balance sheet what would he or she look for in that balance sheet mm-hmm. what if that uh, customer is just a startup what if that customer is an established business growing at 29% a year so they will look at things differently mm-hmm. okay so when you deliver something somebody's job starts right. and if you can you know do that job even 20% for them you'll be more successful meaning let's say if you give a balance sheet to somebody and you notice some trends and you say hey look your inventory has gone up and looks like your sales are not going as that fast so why did you invest so much in inventory what happened mm-hmm. and if you took wrong decisions you better do something to release cash from inventory so it's easy to just give a report your inventory valuation has gone up and now you have 3 million dollars in inventory rather than 1 and 1/2 million yeah. that makes no sense it's just a number Mm-hmm. so making sense so again you know you receive the in- output from an accountant what will you do as a business owner so if you can get into that habit of you know uh, looking at things from only that perspective i think your processes will change uh, your value that people perceive your your clients perceive will also be very different they won't call you just an accountant you know okay terrific isn't thank you so much it's been such a pleasure speaking to you I wish you uh, accountants world and everything else that you do lots of success. Thank, Thank you so much Tosh I wish you the same uh, corona world uh, has really brought us a little internal inside our heads so there is a lot of clarity now is is a positive side effect of what is happening in the world you know so you can focus uh, you can learn and uh, when you when you uh, experience these kind of crisis you know your survival instinct takes over and you know uh, what is important what is not important what you should not really you know uh, debate too much about you know don't sweat the small stuff as they say so there is a lot to learn from even the current world don't get frustrated uh, is something that i keep telling uh, everyone I, i do get so frustrated myself at times but you know there is a silver lining to every uh, dark cloud you know? i agree with you thank you again thank you so much Thank you for listening to the brand called You videocast and podcast. A platform that brings you knowledge, experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Just search for the brand called You.